Today is Tuesday, September 27th. The title for our devotional is Salt and Light. Yesterday, we looked at Keller's suggestions for how Christians are to live in our polarized society. He describes it as a faithful presence within. This, of course, isn't new to Keller or our time. This is the teaching of Jesus himself. We see this in the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 5, 13 16. Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. The first thing we should notice about this brief passage is how Jesus says, You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not his followers' actions that produce salt and light in the world. It is they themselves. It is the people they have become who are the salt and light of the earth. He does not tell them to be salty or that the things they do will be like salt and light. Being both salt and light is an essential part of the Christian life in following the way of Jesus. Now, what do the metaphors of salt and light mean? Of course, Jesus said this in a different culture and era, so we must do our best to understand how his original audience would have understood the metaphors. Salt had a variety of uses in the ancient world, cleaning and purifying, seasoning, preservation, even destruction of crop fields, often used in times of war. In the Old Testament, it could be put on sacrifices to demonstrate the eternality of the covenant. Deciding which use is in view here is quite difficult with little contextual clues. The most likely option is that salt is just generally useful in the world. Salt was so useful that Roman soldiers were at times paid in salt, hence the phrase, he isn't worth his salt. Therefore, Jesus is calling his followers to be building culture and being useful to the world. Followers of Jesus should be preserving the cursed creation from constant decay and deterioration fighting back evil in communities that has hastened destruction of relationships and creation itself. Followers of Jesus should also be purifying our communities and cultures as we share the good news of Jesus and speak to bring justice to our communities. In general, Christians should bring good to the lives of their neighbors and their communities just by nature of who they are. Light typically has a holiness meaning attached to it. Israel's role in the world was to be a light to the Gentiles a community that represented and reflected God's holiness. Light always dispels darkness and reveals that which was once in the dark. Biblical authors often use light and darkness in contrast between good and evil. So this is a twofold declaration on the Christian life. Followers of Jesus are to be useful, productive, positive presences in their community. They are also to represent the holiness of God and the, to the culture around them by dispelling darkness and illuminating truth. So how do we do this? By living a life of faithfulness to the way of Jesus in the culture. Christians, therefore, cannot retreat from the culture entirely and isolate from it, as the Purity From approach suggests. Christians also shouldn't wage war against it, as the Defensive Against approach suggests. Christians are called to be useful to the culture, not to destroy it. Christians also cannot completely assimilate to the culture, as the Relevant To approach suggests. That would be to lose its light. The church must, cannot lose its distinctiveness and cease to be light then. Jesus calls his followers to be both salt and light. This is not an either-or equation, but a both-and. This is a delicate balance that the church must strike. 
requiring wisdom and guidance from the Spirit. Jesus is our ultimate example of how to do this. So the rest of the week, we will look at a couple of examples in how Jesus lived out this tension between salt and light. Reflection today, reflect on the tension between the two metaphors of salt and light. How have you experienced this tension in your own life? Which of the two do you tend to veer towards at the expense of the other? Most likely your personality uh, tends to incline you towards one or the other.